really overnight my 30 plus career in journalism that I'd worked so hard for came to a halt and I think I put it in that feature in the Times you know I just felt like I'd woken up one day having been flung off a fairground ride on, onto a, a sofa with hypertension and a cockapoo. Hi I'm Michelle. A random meeting in the street with my fabulous friendly neighbour Liz resulted in the creation of this podcast. Finding ourselves at the same stage of life We've got to know each other over cups of tea and maybe something stronger on my sofa. With seven kids and stepkids between us, we've been around the block a bit and are now redefining ourselves in midlife as empty nesters. Join us on the sofa for a chat. There's always room for one more. And welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. How are you, are you feeling? feeling knackered? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I went away feeling, came back fantastic. Now I feel rubbish. I know, it's like, well, I, I feel the same way. I went away at Christmas and I thought, I'm totally chill. Came back. It took almost hours, to, you know, hardly any time at all to feel like I'm stressed again, I'm tense again, I'm not getting my sleep again. I just felt... And I had one of those days where I just, you know, sat and did nothing. And a friend messaged me and said, you know, you've got to you know, listen to your body. I did. I had a packet of biscuits. <laughs> it was telling you to eat biscuits. But, you know, I do have those days. And it, what is that? Do you think that's a lot to do with the season as well? I mean, well, I, 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 I probably chocolate biscuits all the time. But, I yeah, don't know. I think I it feel must like be. I'm affected by weather quite oh, a lot. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you call it? Winter blues. But I'm also, I overdo things. A <laughs> little bit of an obsessive personality, but yes, I do. When I have an idea, impulsive. Uh, am I impulsive? Probably, but in a good way. Yeah, I, I just am driven. I'm very driven by things, and then I am sort of full pelt into it, and I don't know when to stop really, and it sort of consumes me. It's not a very healthy way to be. No comment. <laughs> no, it's not, and that's the problem. You get, you get. I think all of us. Are, get exhausted life makes us exhausted yeah well you know um i was reading in the times it's back in october to be fair it's a little way away but a journalist called marianne jones oh, she yeah. addressed this she's an excellent journalist she's an award-winning editor actually and she talked about how she didn't she knew she was feeling like under the weather and so on but it turned out she had total burnout from relentlessly doing her job and not giving herself enough time and then COVID came and it was like, you know, I think that has not helped. COVID has blurred the lines well, a lot yeah, we don't between really home and work life mm -hmm. and people who are working from home and sort of do you get out of bed and take your pyjamas off and put your work suit on or your work outfit? Do you know, I'd never thought of that. It's true. I sort of sit in bed and start work. I wouldn't call it... I don't work per se, but I, this is work. I know. My, my husband my laughs at me now because the bed has sort of become a little bit of an office. It's quite cosy though, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I love working in pyjamas. I hate getting up. But yeah, no, it, it's true. We don't, we don't turn off. But I think the work from home has really not helped. And I mean, we're older. We can, you know, we've kind of had a lot of our career already. But I really feel sorry for our kids who are at work and they don't get the, or who are working but not at work enough, 
they don't get the water cooler moments. They don't get to all chat about Happy Valley and the how does that bit. end. Yeah, the and social bit. The social bit. And they don't get the exercise. Or the switch off. No, no switch off. So, I mean, I know things aren't nine to five these days, but it's not like they can go out the door, say goodbye, and, yeah. go to the pub, then go home. Get the tube or something and yeah. shout at the person on the tube next to you. <laughs> but this article, it really resonated with me. So I contacted Marianne and she's in a she does a podcast too, actually, with Cat Farmer. Oh. So I thought, like-minded, maybe she'll answer me. And she did, of course, because she's lovely. And um, got her on to come and have a little chat about what she discovered about herself and and how kind of shocked she was that that's what she was suffering from. She didn't even realise, but it could have had really devastating results. Big welcome to Marianne Jones, who is a multi-award winning editor, writer, podcast host and brand consultant with 30 plus years experience in women's lifestyle media. And currently she's a brand and content director Look Up Lifestyle and co-host of weekly podcast, Been There, Done That, Got the Podcast with Cat Farmer, which we love. She's very well known as a skilled interviewer and event moderator for major brands and is a regular writer for national newspapers, including The Times, which is where we came across you with your amazing essay about midlife burnout back in October 22. And uh, it got a lot of press, presumably because it, it gained traction because so many of us have gone through it or felt it or it resonated in some way. So can I just ask you to talk us through a little bit about what happened to make you write that essay? Yeah, of course. Um, well, what happened was about 18 months ago, um, I suddenly started to feel very dizzy. Um, and it all started with me going to, to, to the doctors. During that time, I was mostly working from home. We were still sort of slightly in the thick of um, COVID still. We were working from home. Um, I was the editor of um, a national uh, newspaper magazine. Um, and of course, you know, every single story, every single photo shoot, everything that we'd, we'd got lined up pre-COVID had just sort of fallen over like a stack of dominoes. So that was a, a stress in itself. Uh, then suddenly having to work at home, technology, overseeing staff. I basically began to but didn't realise um, that I, I, I was under just a ridiculous amount of stress. I mean, when you talk about it now, it seems silly to say I didn't realise I, I was under that amount of stress. But everything got a little bit too much. But I didn't realise until, until I started feeling um, dizzy, which I self-diagnosed as vertigo because I'd got vertigo a couple of times before as in not not being scared of heights but as in waking up one day in the room spinning around your head like a carousel so after ages so I didn't want to bother the doctor because you, you know what we're, we're like it's like, I don't want to bother the doctor with that in the middle of covid uh, and also trying to get an appointment as well is another, another matter. But I did. I finally managed an appointment one sort of one Monday night after I'd finished work. I got an out of office appointment, and I just said, "Oh, I'm sure it's nothing." And he said, "Well, let's take your blood pressure." And of course, it wasn't nothing. It was off the scale. My blood pressure was just beneath what they call the hypertensive zone, which is critical. It means you could have a stroke or heart attack at, at any second. 
And indeed, a couple of days later, I ended up in A&E with a, with a suspected stroke. He, he basically said, OK, <laughs> this isn't good. You know, it's when you it's when you get asked if there's somebody with you in the waiting room because we we had to just drive straight to an out of hours pharmacy and and get um, well heart tablets, two different types of heart tablets that all have to take forever. Um, so that really was the start of it. I was signed off sick, first time I've ever been um, you know sick in in my life in in my career, and. Um, I I just realised that actually I, I saw a cardiologist and and he said well look you know you might have some underlying cause to this had to wear a heart monitor for a couple of weeks do all sorts of tests cut a long story short there was nothing wrong with my heart thank goodness but then he said well how's your stress and um, I said well on a scale of one to ten my work stress is about an eleven and it just all came I just suddenly realised what I'd been putting myself under. And he said, you need to take some significant time off. I was nearly 56 at the time. And he said, look, you know, your body just cannot cope at this stage of life with what your mind is going through. And that is when that is when I, I, I actually started to kind of have a word with myself, you know, wise up at, at, at what was going on. And after that, I, I was off sick, and then I just decided I can't do this anymore, and I never went back to that job. So really, overnight, my 30-plus career in journalism that I'd worked so hard for came came to a halt. And um, I think I put it in, in, in that feature in The Times, you know. I just felt like I'd woken up one day, having been flung off a fairground ride on, onto a, a sofa with hypertension and the cockapoo and uh, I remember and, reading um, that yeah <laughs> and that was you know that was how the, the piece came about I just sort of chiseled away at it because I felt very strongly that I, I I had to somehow get it down on paper for me to understand what had happened with with no real intention of it going anywhere so it was sort of cathartic for you was it yes. just like journaling about yes. your experience because you I think in that article as well you said that I mean work was really your identity you never took maternity leave for your boys um, and you felt kind of ashamed I felt ashamed at admitting that um, I was embarrassed at admitting that you know something was wrong with me yeah well you were a strong woman editor of the year twice you, I mean, you must have been three kick times. ass in the three whole times, three times. Three, excuse me, <laughs> stand corrected. <laughs> well, the irony is, while all of this stress was going on, I was um, made editor of the year for the third time, and I think I wrote about that in my piece as well because I realised all was not well when, you know, that the whole ceremony was on Zoom, so it was all a bit miserable. Um, and after it, I didn't. I felt flat. Um, I didn't feel the joy that you would normally feel at, at, at this. And so, yes, the whole, my whole life really has been, you know, spent putting just 100% into my, into my job. And that is how I identified myself. If you asked me what I was, I wouldn't particularly say wife and mother, even though I've, I've got a fabulous husband and two absolutely lovely lads. It was as a journalist. It was as my job. My job defined me more than anything. So to suddenly have that 
rug taken from under you at, at quite a ripe age. I've never been out of work. Well, literally at the peak of your career, the pinnacle of your career. Yeah, to have that just go one Monday evening, really, um, was, was shocking for me. Uh, I didn't know who I was. I literally didn't know who I was anymore. That could have spiralled then surely into depression as well. I mean, these feelings, uh, Liz and I were talking about this before we came on with you, that, you know, we're in our, a lot of our listeners are in their 40s and 50s. Well, that's sort of menopausal. There's a lot of things going on. This burnout could easily be blamed on the menopause well yeah some of those symptoms are similar similar, it's blamed on it and it's not and then you could miss things that are vital that thank goodness you did see and you did get treatment for quickly but you could have been on hrt for those too and 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 have missed that sort of burnout situation which is why i think we really wanted to highlight it because you know there must be many women who are struggling at this time of their life, thinking, am I depressed? Is it the menopause? Am I just running around in a circle? Have I got rushing women's syndrome? What is it? What is it I've got? I think I'm I'm um, quite unusual when I talk to my friends in in terms of, of being quite extremely tiggerish. And I've never had, I've been very, very lucky in my life to never have suffered from any sort of anxiety and depression, which is why, well, I, I had the menopause a few years earlier, very kind of classic age. I had all the classic symptoms. And so I knew what was happening to me. And I I very easily got it sorted out with the, the same doctor, actually, um, who sorted out my, um, my, um, my burnout. So I knew what it was. And I went straight on the HRT and felt absolutely great. I would have, I think I had low levels of anxiety at that point. Burnout this was something completely different for me. It was physical. And I think because I'm not prone to poor mental health, it just isn't something that I've ever really suffered from. Um, it hit me physically. It absolutely it was my body telling me, stop. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a re- it was a real, you know, the whole dizziness. I had headaches. I suddenly started from being able to sleep like a baby to having that classic tired but wired um, inability to fall asleep even though I was absolutely shattered. That was a real key symptom for me. And of course, it just carries on. And, and what was happening was I was just, you know, I was doing 12-hour days from from my dinner table, which isn't healthy for anyone, which I think a lot of people experienced during over that whole COVID period it blurred the lines a lot didn't it really blurred totally. you know when does the work day start when does it finish how am I going to and for you uh, I'm assuming that you know in charge of a magazine how are you going to get these things written and shot and filling those pages and talking to advertisers you've got such a pressurized environment that is normally done face to face and over group meetings and very creative it's just not the same over zoom is it and you're probably backfilling so much totally i mean journalism is not for for the zen like at the best of times um but you know when you can't like you've just said you know when you can't see people face to face when you can't you know that whole creativity that's really key in in a magazine especially one that's weekly and news-based you have you know it really 
did get to a point where I was getting up. I was eating from my kitchen table. I was working from my kitchen table. I practically slept on my kitchen table, although not very well. Um, and it just became then those those blurred lines. You know, it was things started to seep in at the weekends and to very late evenings. And it just, nothing started or stopped. And, you know, that routine went out of the window. And that's, you know, that's for me where, where, you know, that was the line that was drawn that I just obviously could not cope with it all and didn't cope with it all. Can I ask, how did your husband and your sons observe it, support you? How did it affect the relationships? Because, I mean, were you irritable? I, w- I know I'm irritable if I don't have sleep and if I'm under pressure, sadly, that's my go-to. <laughs> is is irritable person (laughs) but how were they really supportive yeah I was I was very irritable yeah my I mean my sons I mean you know what it's like with with kids their life just you know goes on really I don't think they 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 hugely notice I think they actually quite liked having me at home um but their lives went on I didn't kind of bring it to them but but um but my husband started to get worried he started to notice before I did that my mood was low um he's more the worrier out of the, the two of us um and he and he saw it coming and he was trying to get me to kind of stop you know, and breathe but you, you 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 sort of start drowning because you know the situation we were in um with you know there being no editorial left, no photo shoots, no stories. It just, it, everything had to come from me and then spill out to the team. So I, I just, I couldn't stop. But yeah, it, 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 it didn't affect us. It, it didn't affect our relationship negatively, but it, he was very, very worried. And actually he was the key person that, that sort of helped me realise that I could not go back into that um atmosphere again and 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 the office again he was the one to say look I think enough is enough we will be fine we will be fine we'll we'll cope because of course you know you you and we both we both were earning a wage but we still got a mortgage to pay so to just say I'm giving up work um is is you know it's more difficult than it sounds I, I wasn't just bringing you know a few quid to the table I was you know the major wage earner so to actually say look we've we've got to stop this and 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 think again was a very very big decision but he was a hundred percent you know behind it even when I was umming and ahhing he he said look and someone actually said to me it wasn't my husband but it was it was it was something that stayed with me they said look you know you don't get a prize for having your job title on your gravestone and um, and I just thought, well, fair point. Fair point. Because it's a massive decision to make. It really is. To to step yeah, you've been working for how many years? You know, as you said, full on, and then just to step away, it's a, it's a, it's a life changer. But I didn't feel in 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 a way, Liz, that it was a decision. I felt like the decision had been made for me, and in a bizarre way, that was easier because I don't think I would ever have actively made that decision because I was so dyed in the wall tunnel vision you know with this job plod 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 ignore everything around me that was just who I was so what has helped you get through it you, you I mean to us you're you, you 
<laughs> I know you do this mad podcast. You haven't exactly completely stopped. But what was it that really helped you? I think you mentioned actually in one of your, your articles that self-care wasn't a thing when you were coming, you know, and people were proud of the fact that they pushed a baby out and met, met a deadline and they didn't take maternity leave. It was a very different. I mean, I know Liz was fully part of that. Yeah, it was so you? generational. I mean, I went back to work, you know, I remember I was in the events business and publishing with events, going to an exhibition, you know, my milk was coming through. <laughs> yeah, what? been there. Just, yeah, plowed on just through. do that now. Educating yourself how to stop. That's quite difficult, isn't it? But what have you enjoyed? What has really brought you, brought Marianne Jones back to happy person again? What's worked for you? Oh, I mean, that, that is so true what you said. I think because I was a late, I, don't, I never know if I'm a late boomer or Gen X, 1965. I think I'm on the cusp. You're the cusp. And um, I think I am. And um, we, we, like you say, you know, self-care and wellness weren't even words, let alone industries and so it, it was it was very 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 difficult even when I did stop to feel okay about stopping I think a, quite a few things got got me through you know um just the very very simple pleasures from dog walking to listening to podcasts to putting my feet up on and seeing all those box sets that I hadn't been able to see White Lotus being a particular joy of mine. Um, reading, I mean, I've always been a reader, but but sort of just giving myself the time. I I I did something that sounds ridiculous, which was I um I've I've, I've got a friend called Nahid, and and she does she does a lot of um wellness, and I've known her for years. She did sort of deep breathing with me breath work as it's called I mean how you should be need to be taught to breathe I would have absolutely sniggered at that in the past but actually I wasn't breathing properly I was holding my breath and that that was sort of part of it typical of stress Um, isn't it yeah but you don't you don't realize that this is happening to you I I kind of just spoiled myself a little bit I did you know I did massages um I did I I just I just really tried to stop but I did I did find it very difficult but and and also I would I think I would have been thoroughly miserable had I stopped completely so then when Kat came along who you know like you were we're we're neighbours and and friends but of course I was never at home so although I knew her because our kids went to the same schools um in primary school anyway I knew her to, to say hello to and we'd gone to a few sort of events together um I'd never really stopped and properly spent a lot of time with her so um we we just we just one day we were chatting and we'd see each other for coffee um said well you know you know, wanging on about put and putting the world to right said why don't we do probably like um you and you and Liz Michelle, um, we 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 just said, why don't we just do a podcast together? Because yeah, it rings it's a bell. fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got a shed in the garden. Let's do it. And um, and that that really helped because creatively, you still have to have an outlet. If you're cre- if you've been creative as a person all your life, and it brings you joy, which it does, that was a great outlet. I I started nibbling away at a few. Features, um, newspaper features, 
um, which were very cathartic to me. The first one I did was to write about my mum's dementia for the Times magazine. And I, I followed it up with, with you know, admitting um, I'd got burnout for, for, for the Times mag as well. And, and now I'm doing quite a few pieces for, for, for various for various uh, media outlets. Um, and so I just, I've just got the balance right. I, I'm, I'm not sort of doing you know, stupid o'clock, um, um, you know, my life isn't like that anymore. I've just stopped doing that. Um, and I, I feel a hell of a lot better for it. Well, you you and Kat, you certainly seem to have a lot of fun when you do your podcast. <laughs> Honestly, somebody the other day, I said, um, I, I, I think I posted something where I was scripting it and a mutual friend of ours said, you script it? Doesn't sound like you did. <laughs> I'm thinking I don't know. I don't know how to take that. But yeah, we do. Oh God, we do have a lot of fun. We do. Oh, we do wang on. But it is fun, and that's what it should be. And the whole podcast came about because you know we want we we didn't want to call ourselves anything to do with menopause or midlife because I think we both feel very strongly that just because we are both. Um, of a certain age doesn't mean we can only talk about the menopause. It doesn't <laughs> define us, does yeah, it? No. Because, we, you know, we're in our second spring and we've got, su- you know, hopefully, you know, we're approaching financial stability, hopefully. We're, we're losing our filters. We can make choices that we couldn't have made before. And you're an empty nester, aren't you? I think your boys, did your boy, uh, your youngest, he's just gone to university now. So we've got this landscape of choice to make and we are much more about celebrating how fun it is that we've got all these things that we can do rather than like wanging on as you put it about you know symptoms and this and that you know we've we we can travel and we can do lots of great incredible hobbies and cooking and just not come home because the dog's not there anymore but i think it's also important as you said you know You've, you've given once you've given up your job, but you you found a, an opening, a way of of doing. You're still using your skills and your ability, but but not doing so much. And I think that's part of what we're saying, mm. is that we're trying to say do something different. Obviously, people need to earn money, but don't stick what you've been doing something for years and years if you don't like it. Or, or cherry or, pick, or, yeah. Or, you can or it's, uh... pick out the good bits and just don't do the horrible bits. <laughs> cherry picking is is such a good term because I think you get you get to an age that if you know your craft and you you're known for it and you've you know you've you've kind of a, you've kind of earned your dues haven't you really you've paid your dues and I do think to be able to cherry pick and have the confidence to do that is is really vital and really quite liberating rewarding. too yeah very liberating I mean I think my word I mean my word of, of, of the year is freedom because yeah my both of my boys uh left at the end of last year within five weeks of each other and of course for the first week we were crying and sniffing their pillows and wondering what the hell to do with ourselves and honestly after that we were like oh my god this is brilliant it's been the most liberating thing ever. Bizarrely, coming on the back back of me being liberated from the office, um, you know, the whole commute, the whole kind of you know treadmill of that. I feel like I've completely come off a whole 
treadmill of a life stage and, and gone into a, a much finer, um, you know, much more enjoyable life stage rather than dreading the age, I'm kind of like, bring it on. Yeah, we're you know, it up. We've, it's fun. <laughs> we've just booked our first kind of, you know, proper winter sun holiday. Oh, you're off to Senegal, can. aren't you? I just got back we from are. one. Yeah, I, I heard you? you say you're off to Senegal. That sounds like a really cool holiday. Oh, I can't wait. And it's sort of, you know, we and, and I don't know if it is cheap or whether the perception of it is that it's a cheap holiday because we're only paying for two. And it's just like, oh, this is great. We can do this now. And um, there are still hopefully, you know, um, there's still hopefully a lot of fuel left it, it left in the tank, you know, and um, so that we can just we can just carry on. Um, it's not over yet. And 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 I said I said to Nick, my husband, yesterday, I feel like I'm in that nice bit of the sandwich now. You've done that bit. This is the nice filling, and then you know we'll head off into the sunset a later date. But still a lot to do. Hopefully before we get to that. Stage. And it's funny you should say about um, uh, having fuel in the tank because that's exactly what Jacinda Ardern did this week when she resigned her job as Prime Minister. And, you know, regardless of the silly headlines or can she have it all, how wise, how wise that she looks at her life and thinks, no, I'm not going to be able to give enough of myself to lead this country when it really needs someone. I'm going to step away and have, um, I'm finally going to marry my partner and have a more balanced life. She's always been my heroine ever since she took over New Zealand because she just seems so incredibly balanced and smart. But like, well, good for you. How to do that on the world stage and say, no, no, I'm going to walk away. Not many men would do that. I admire her so much for doing that. And I agree. What man would actually say that would say, you know what? Hands up. I've had enough now. This isn't good for me. It's not. It's not good for my family. I've, I'm stepping away before you know, bef- before it's forced upon me. Because um, you know, being a being a prime minister is like being a, a football manager. It, it's never going to end well. Um, and so to actually take the power yourself and say, I'm in charge of me. This is this is the point now um, in which I'm going to take control and say enough is enough and to do it in 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 such a in such a you know um intelligent way she's such a grown-up isn't she she's a grown-up i think she's very intuitive she's got an exceptional emotional intelligence as as as, as well as everything else and i just think hats off for you for doing that you know good for her i think you know it's been so wonderful to talk to you but it's exactly what women in midlife should be doing is looking at the balance in our lives, deciding if it's right for us, whether that's our job or our partnerships or relationships with maybe even toxic relationships with friends. We have to look at those things and we still have plenty of time to get it all right and to 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 enjoy this part of our life. As you say, it's a filling in the sandwich. I, I, I'm enjoying the filling at the moment. You don't know what's around the corner, do you? That's it. So enjoy Health yourself. wise and in every mm-hmm. in every capacity, you just don't know. So, no, you don't. Seize the day, and uh, yeah, I mean, my husband's always quoting his favourite film, which is The Shawshank Redemption, 
and the quote there is get busy living or get busy dying and he says that to me well he said that to me quite a lot when I was sort of sitting on the sofa feeling sorry for myself and actually you know you do you just do just have to get on with it because hopefully there's, there is a lot more of that living to do good quality living you know thank you so much so you can catch up with marianne jones and cat farmer on their podcast been there done that got the podcast every thursday every week you don't even take a break over christmas you put us on the podcast to, to shame i tell you that cat she does not stop her energy levels are honestly are about eight times the average teenager she's unbelievable she's unbelievable that woman i love her we need her on cat will you come on and chat to us about midlife fashion because give us some energy this is why we don't video our podcasts (laughs) thanks for listening to two women chatting with our special guests if you enjoyed this episode it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review even better share with your friends and please get in touch We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages. 